We are welcome tonight to Bible study for today, uh, the 27th day of February, 2024. We give God all the praise and all the glory for another evening with the word of the Lord. I welcome you all this evening in the name of Jesus to fellowship and Bible study. This evening we'll be trusting God for a unique direction as we continue on the foundation we laid in our previous teachings, and I pray for speed tonight, in Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we thank you again tonight, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for your purposes, we thank you because we are not working in the world as men that beat in the dark. We are not as men who walk uncertainly. Thank you for the hope, the assurance, and the, and the, and the consciousness of who we are passing through this world. Thank you because the world is not in us, but we are in the world. Thank you because we are we are daily able to distinguish between our reality and the and the and the futility, the emptiness, the vanity in the world outside you and beside you. Lord, let that awareness be deepened tonight. Let the consciousness of heaven be deepened in our hearts tonight. Let the awareness of the vagueness, the emptiness of the world be more established in us tonight. Let faith rise up in our spirits. Lord, do that which only you can do, Lord, by your word. Quicken our spirits. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we thank God again tonight as we navigate through the word of God to glean wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all than getting, get understanding. And this kind of understanding that God is referring to is not the understanding that comes by human knowledge is not the understanding that comes by scholarly achievement. Though all those have their place and they are good in their own rights, but there's, there's a degree to which they cannot thrive. 
Um, so the Bible says we get wisdom and understanding. Um, as we continue in our study of consecration, the believer ought to lead a continuous consecrated life. Um, the word consecration in simple terms means separation. It means to be set apart for a higher cause. You cannot consecrate in a vacuum, you consecrate for a cause. And um, we've been looking at the word consecration in various dimensions. This consecration is important because if we don't understand it as we, we should, we get mopped up in the world. We get sucked in. And you see, anyone that is sucked into the world will be sucked into the maze and the confusion of the world. You know, this machine that is called uh, vacuum extractor. The vacuum extractor is used to vacuum or suck away dirt or dust. Any, any object of concern to a vacuum. Now, what I mean by that, I mean in a car, for instance, sand, dirt, debris, crumbs are subject of concern to a vacuum extractor. As soon as the nozzle of the extractor touches the its object of concern, it sucks it in to a chamber ready to be discarded. Uh, the reason we we as believers must be conscious of our being set apart is that we must remove ourselves from the concern of the vacuum of the world so that when the world begins to vacuum, we will be separate from where the nozzle of the world is. So we can't just carry on without a definite consciousness and awareness of the happenings in our environment. And so the importance of Christian consecration. When the devil comes to vacuum or to, to check who are his own, make sure you are not around the, the surrounding and the precincts of his concern. Uh, when it comes to check those who are compromising, those who, who who have his property, make sure you are not close to them. 
because he sucks them into his vacuum and his chamber. And once they are sucked into that chamber, he does with them whatsoever he pleases. And that's where the Bible says about Jesus Christ, it says, for the prince of this world cometh. Because he will always come with his vacuum, but if he finds nothing to vacuum in you, he goes away. Um, we began in our last class by looking at the things we consecrate in our members. And we began to look at our tongue. The tongue of the believer, in fact, the tongue of the not the tongue of the human creature is a portal to the spiritual world. What we say attracts realities. And unfortunate thing is that it doesn't matter if you mean it or not. Uh, spirit beings don't know what you mean and what you don't mean. Whatever comes out of your mouth is a tool for angels and demons to walk with. And that's why the Bible enjoins us to be careful. And we are examining this concept because of the peculiarity of the world today. Remember the story of the disciples of the Lord. They were passing through a particular village and the villagers did not want them to pass. And James and John, the sons of Tonda, also called Boanerges, ran to Jesus in their fury, knowing Jesus and his authority. Who are these Infidels, these good-for-nothing fellows who will stop us. And I'm very sure that the account of prophet Elijah flashed through their minds in the Old Testament. When those children jeered and booed him, and they called him bald-headed man. It's interesting that even for those children, we would not have known that Elijah was bald-headed. So when we get to heaven, once you spot a bald-headed man wearing a tunic, uh, we should know that that's Elijah. But Elijah acted in a particular way that was not really in tandem with the spirit of scripture. 
How do we know that? Because the inspirator of scripture revealed his mind to us in the New Testament. Elijah called beers to come out of the woods and consume and devour the children. And it happened. I believe they also remembered the incident in 1 Kings 17-18 on Mount Carmel, where the context between Elijah and the prophets of Baal uh, was being exhibited. I remember I'm referring to James and John, the sons of thunder, whose anger rose beyond the level of their spiritual maturity. I'm sure they remember that Elijah called down fire, that the God that answered by fire, let him be God. And fire came down and consumed the sacrifice on the altar. And so in their, in their innermost recess and in their minds, they knew if with the approval of Jesus, if they called on fire, fire would destroy the entire village. And it would teach them a bitter lesson that next time they should not dare to withstand the servant, the prophet, and the Messiah of God. But little did they know that there's a there's something much more to be learned. There is a deeper principle that the Lord will reveal to them because it's kept from them um, prior to this time. And the Lord said to them, and I'm sure to their uttermost shock and disappointment and dismay, no, you cannot call down fire because that is not the use of the reason of the spirit. But, but the Lord made a profound statement. He says, know ye not what manner of spirit ye have? The gift of the spirit is not for destruction. It is for life. So he's linking their utterance to either bringing life or death. So if they are called down fire, it will produce death. If they call forth life, it will produce life. So in the midst of the world that we live in, our words are gates, are vehicles through which the angels or demons work. Let me open our thoughts tonight to Psalm. Um, tonight, I intend for us to read quite a number of scriptures in this study. Um, let's turn our Bibles to Psalm. One, oh, three. I 
presume 103. Yeah, 103 verse 20. I will read from the King James Version of the Bible. I want to underscore because this in the in the sphere of the spiritual realm, there's no ignorance. That's why from today you must never say Moku. You are when you say that you demobilize God's angels and activate demon spirits. Hallelujah tonight. Psalm 103, verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength. So angels have tremendous strength. Tremendous strength. To the degree that one angel, now, tremendous strength in comparison to man. But in comparison to, to falling angels or demon spirits, their strength is not really, really tremendous compared to, to other angelic beings. Amen tonight. So when two angels are in combat, um, really they fight. That's why the Bible says, and... And, and Michael fought with a dragon. Uh, but by the help of the Lord, Michael prevailed over the dragon. So um, um, angels to angels, their strength are uh, uh, on, 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 on at par in that sense. But in comparison to mankind, their strengths are tremendous. They excel in strength. So the degree that one angel, one angel in one night fought against the host of the Assyrians and slaughtered over 185,000 human beings. That's tremendous. That's tremendous strength. One angel. So, and this same one angel and a myriad of angels are at our, they're on our side. But they are waiting for the right words. Angels of God are moved on God's instruction. When the words of God are released in faith. We don't command angels. Angels respond to God. But when we speak the word of God, because God's word is equal to God. He says, for I've exalted my words above my name. Psalm 138. Uh, yeah. Verse 2. 
I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word even above thy name. So, angels don't take command from us. They respond only to the word of God, which is God's command. So every time we speak the word of God from the recess of our spirit, angels are dispatched. So if you want to see the ministry of angels, you must learn to release the word because the word of God is what gives them strength. Let's read uh, Psalm 103, verse 20, that I read. He said, bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So when Satan wants to trap us, and bring defeat our way, he ensnares us to speak contrary to the word of God. And anytime we speak, either by, by consciousness or unconsciousness, words against the Lord, God's angels are, are demobilized or immobilized and demon spirits are mobilized against us. And so in the theater of the spiritual warfare, which is ongoing as we speak now, Satan might not as much lift a finger and yet he wins the battle. So may we not, after this day, um, feed his cannon with weapons against ourselves by merely speaking words that are contrary to the counsel of God. So I say, I have victory because I have the word. Say, I am triumphant. Because the right words of God abide in my heart. Amen. So one of the, the, the divine approach for spiritual victory is putting the word of the Lord in our lips. Now we do that deliberately and consciously. Mark's Gospel, 11 chapter, from the 23rd verse. In fact, from verse 22, it says, Have faith in God. For I say unto you, Whosoever shall say. So they say. So there's a connection with our words to our victory. And unfortunately, we have not been trained to come to this divine awareness. So we don't speak the language of the world. 
So we don't, we don't speak defeat to our lives. We consciously wage a good warfare because our words are weapons either for or against us in the theater of spiritual warfare. And may I say to us, that warfare is going as we speak. Angels are waiting to harvest words. Likewise, demons are also waiting to harvest words. Which will you bring forth? He said, whosoever shall stay unto this mountain. So the problem is not the mountain. The problem is the word spoken to the mountain. So the mountain will remain as long as the words that should displace it or leave it in place is given to it. The problem is not the mountain, for the mountain will always be there. But 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 what makes difference is the word spoken. It says, "Whosoever shall say." Onto this mountain. You see how we, we wage spiritual warfare? This is an aspect of the way we gain victory over the myriads of the challenges of the world. Be thou removed. So you see, the, now the words that is mentioned is what? Be thou removed. Now, the mountain does not look like it wants to be removed. But the word that is going forth is what? Be thou removed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, does God want mountains to be removed? Oh, surely yes. Does the mountain want to go? Oh, surely no. But it doesn't matter if it wants to go or not. If the words of life and the words of God is spoken to the mountain, it has no choice in the theater of warfare to yield to superior firepower of the word of God. If God's word is the token of creation, like we find in Hebrews 11 verse 3, by faith, we understand the walls, the aeons, were framed by the word of God. And the things which we see does, did not come from the things which do appear. If God's word is the token for creation, then God's word also can destabilize anything in the creation that wants to stand against the creator. Is someone following me tonight? If you are, say amen. Because we are in a constant theater of spiritual conflicts, our words matter.
whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. So, it's not saying, oh mountain, you will kill me. Oh mountain, you'll be here for long. Oh mountain, when will you go? No, 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 no. Be thou removed. You encounter a challenge in your life. You stand by faith and declare, by God, I will run through you. By God, I will live through you. When you begin to release those words now, not passively, but with the consciousness of the relevance of words in spiritual matters, things begin to shift. If only you can trust God tonight and try it tonight. Be thou removed and be thou cast into. That means, that means, that means, this mountain cannot. You tell the mountain you cannot stand against me. Because mountains have ears. Really, mountains don't have ears. The, 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 the spirits that put the mountains there have ears. And when you take care of the spirits, the mountain goes away. Hallelujah. Tonight, say with me, the lines are falling for me in pleasant places. My heritage in God is great. I'm not confused. I'm not perplexed. I'm not disillusioned. I have high spirit. I'm a child of God. I have God's victory for Lord lives in me and all that God has are mine. Therefore, I rise up and take my place in the land of the living. Hallelujah. These are the ways by which angels are mobilized. If not, the pressure of the world will, will force you to speak negative and arm Satan. For us to live the kingdom life in these times, as we stay faithful in the place of prayer and the word, we must also watch the armory that comes from our mouths. Let me show us something tonight that will shock us. Uh, maybe not all of us, but maybe a few of us. That's why it's better for us to learn to be quiet. Because in quietness, there is actually safety. One of the, the tokens of the victory of Satan over our world today, particularly against believers, he has allowed the believers to poison themselves by their words. 
He won't fight. He will have you fight yourself. Talk with me about tonight to Numbers 14. Numbers 14. Ah, thank you, Lord. Let's read. Do you know that God promised, you know, tonight I will build, I intend also to read scriptures, but we'll read. We're not in the hurry. We're in the church. But please follow me. I'm trying to lay this foundation properly tonight. You know, sometimes when we are stressed up by our children, we speak some words which we don't mean. And it's very, it's easier said than done. But I want us to begin to, to unlearn and, 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 and teach ourselves and, and, and even punish ourselves if we fall short. Do you know that we are, we are used to, to exaggeration a lot? We say things we don't mean. We say things are not true. Imagine the Lord Jesus saying things that he doesn't mean. Imagine he's, he's telling them, no, don't speak what you don't mean. Because the spirit that you carry will see to it that the things you say are executed exactly how they are said. I thank God because God is bringing us to a place of victory by self-awareness and self-disclosure by the word. Um, um, you see, in the theater of spiritual warfare, ignorance is not, is not permitted or permissible. Uh, build up tonight. So in this season that we are, you must consecrate your tongue. You must consecrate your heart consciously. As the prices of things are increasing, you will learn to say, my God shall supply. Now, now your, 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 your natural mind will want to kick in to complain and murmur. And, and, and in fact, if you have not done that, no, 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 you must consciously fight it. You will not speak the negative. You will not, you will not, you will not lay minds on your on your path. Because angels are, are oh la brenda radonde baleto bresakatiat. So I see Satan targeting the church by attacking the world. He, if he can get us to come out from our protection, then he will hit us and hit us really hard. Habakkuk says, even though the fig tree will not blow up. Uh, tell me about nice to Habakkuk. Put your hands in numbers. I'm coming there tonight. Let's talk to Habakkuk chapter number three. Habakkuk. Because sometimes it makes us feel that, hey, hey. Uh, but really, 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 no. Habakkuk. Thank you, Lord. I read from verse 17. When you get to the promised position tomorrow, because this will continue in the world. 
Jesus said, in the last times, famine shall be. There will be confusion. Men running helter skelter. Knowledge will fail, though it will increase. But how do we maintain our kingdom sanity and operate in the kingdom victory? Hallelujah. Jesus was never threatened by needs. The apostles were never threatened by change of policies. Therefore, the church should never be threatened by any change whatsoever. Keep the switch of your faith turned on in the spirit. For God knoweth you have need of these things. Watch your tongue. Keep your heart. To watch your tongue, your heart must be kept. Habakkuk 3, verse 17, although the victory... Now, when we get to a point like this, Satan has no, no armament in us to use anymore. Hallelujah. This is this to be quiet. And see the victory of God. Listen, it's those who are quiet that see God's victory. In Exodus, it says, it says, it says, stand still and see the what? Stand still and see the word, the salvation. Hallelujah. For me, I will choose to stand still and see the salvation of God. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall be fruit in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stall. Yet I will rejoice in God. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, and he will make my feet like hands feet. And it will make me to walk upon my... You have your... Uh, so tonight I will walk upon my high place of provision in spite of the, of the economic downturn in the land. Hallelujah. So because I'm willing, because I'm obedient to the word of God, I shall eat the good in the land. When men say there's a casting down, for me, I shall say that a lifting up. My tongue is consecrated. My heart is guarded by the words of God. I fill my mind by the will of God. And the will of God in my mind becomes my natural reality. Go back to Numbers 14. Numbers 14. I might be here tonight. Can I get a witness that I'm being heard, both uh, maybe on mixed land and, and Zoom? Can I get a witness that, 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 that the audio is clear? Thank God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And be heard. Uh, and, and so, and so for us as believers, the Lord is calling our attention to where our victories. Quit saying this vehicle will kill me. Quit saying I'm tired of this vehicle. 
Just keep saying, thank you, Lord, for a better one comes. Say, thank you, Lord, for I receive the brand new gift from you. Say, thank you, Lord, because in spite of what this guy is doing, I hold my peace. My, my peace rubs on this vehicle or this object that is giving me trouble. Because that's where our victory really lies. If we read Numbers chapter 14, my, my, um, uh, the verse that I'm, I'm, I'm reading is uh, verse 27, 28, uh, and 29, but, 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 mm, I'm 30, okay. Uh, and 31, but, but, but let's read from verse, hey, thank you, Lord, 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 thank you, Lord. Let's read from, from verse 23. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see. How did they provoke the Lord? Imagine in a warfare, your, your chief defender is the one you are provoking in the face of spiritual battle. You are, you are shutting down the, 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 your, your missile launchers. You are shutting down your, your spiritual energy. Your, your, you are shutting down your spiritual base with which you can prosecute spiritual warfare. In the midst of the warfare, you are shutting it down by provoking it. That means there are things we do that provokes God. And Satan will not lift a hand in that battle, and yet he will win because our defense is being, is being removed by, 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 by our attitude that provokes the Lord. You will see shortly what provoked the Lord or how God was provoked. And it's amazing that many folks go around daily provoking God. Let's read. He said... For they provoked me. 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and had followed me truly for fully, him will I bring into the land where, where into he went and his seed shall possess it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwelt in the valley. Tomorrow turn ye and get into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and said unto him, and Aaron saying, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation? How did they provoke God? Here we see here. Which murmur? So murmuring provokes God and in fact, murmuring scares the angels of God. When a believer is a murmurer, you find the same thing in First Corinthians 10. We are not called to murmur. We are called to give thanks. We are called to praise. We are called to present our cases. 
We are supposed to cast our care. In the kingdom, there's no place for murmuring. There's no place for, for whining and fusing about several matters that, that oh, glory to God. Any situation you cannot fix, leave it unto the Lord. So how, how, how does God, or how is God provoked in the spirit when people murmur? Things murmuring, eh? Dangerous. This thing said, I don't know how to do it. This wahala, this, um, this mechanic, it will finish me. Yeah. No, no, no. We must be conscious of our kingdom heritage and our kingdom position. For the murmur against me, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. So every time you murmur, you are murmuring against the integrity and the, and the promise of God. You are saying God is not sufficient. God is unfaithful. He can't keep his word. Please stop murmuring church. Let's start giving thanks and giving praise. Uh, but for us not to murmur, something has to happen at the base of the release of words from the human spirit. But we'll get that shortly, maybe not tonight. 28. Wow. This is devastating. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord. The Lord that is capital O-L-O-R-D. That's Yahweh declaring his eternal stance against murmuring and murmurers. In Yoruba, is yeah, is it a kunsinu or kenomakun? You complain a lot. Complain, complain about you talk about you whine about everything. This this market. It displeases the Lord to the height. Anyone that murmurs or complains, set himself or herself against the Lord. He hates murmurers. What do we do in place of murmuring? Giving offense. Thank you, oh God, because the situation is not, is not above you, and therefore it's not above me. I thank you, Father, because you bring solution, you bring an answer, you make a way in this situation. Thank you, oh God, because I find a way. And I rest in you. You came to the market to buy four yams. Buy two tubers and go home rejoicing. The remaining two shall come supernaturally. Murmuring will never get anything done. He says, who among you by taking so much thought? God hates anxiety. I'm building on this one. What is it then? But the way we, we show it to God is by the things we see. See, who among you, by reason of worry, can add a, a cubit to a statue? May you come to a place of divine rest. See, the moment you come to a place of rest like this, I'm telling you, there's nothing Satan can do to you to shift you from your foundation. 
because everything he uses is is the is the is the is the, is, the, is, the, is the, are the things that the flesh responds to. Have you seen this trouble? Have you seen this challenge? You know, recently in Lagos, <laughs> when people focus on the negative, they will never, never see the good in the land. That's how vicious it is. Do you know in Lagos State, every woman that is pregnant right now has free delivery. Anyone who has some ailments have their drugs subsidized. There are markets around the town to bring alleviation to certain areas of needs. Do you know that that will not make news? It is, it is, it is, it is evil that Satan will magnify, just like he magnifies the, the, the little needs you have above the grace and the, and, and the goodness of God. You want to go back or not? It's two thousand naira. Say thank you, Jesus, because I have supply every time of my need. Guess what? The seller of the ground wants you to complain. The foil dispenser wants you to complain. Everybody wants you, but you must make up your mind to. Oh, that's how Satan attacks. We are in a theater of war. Many folks are falling in this world. There will be many casualties in the spirit. But for us in the kingdom, we are not meant to be casualties by the words of our mouth. Because the moment we begin to murmur and speak against God's faithfulness, God withdraws. So every day you wake up, you say this word, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And today is a day of victory for me on all sides. So I say, man, learn to put this words in your mouth and thereby activate the ministry of angels on your behalf. I close for you tonight. And this training must be conscious because, because either you know it or not, your 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 awareness or unawareness is affecting the trajectory of your life in the sphere of spiritual warfare that is currently ongoing as we speak. Say unto them as truly as I live, said the Lord, Judge 8 of Numbers 14. As you have spoken in my ears. So will I do to you. What a great revelation. We can, we can actually close here tonight. So you see, the, the power inherent in our words. So if our words carry this weight in the spirit, then we must watch the, the, the fountain or the foundation of the, the, the point from which our tongue gains its word.
which is our heart. Uh, there's an example I want to share with us tonight, but it's not to don't, don't let me share it. You know, but uh, so no wonder the devil keeps feeding you, feeding you with with everything negative in the news media, in in the social media, every means of you getting information. It is something negative against God. No, nothing about God comes in from there. You must deliberately feed your spirit with the truth of God's word in order for you to live in victory in times like this. As truly as I live, said the Lord, as he has spoken in my ears, so will I do. That means we must be careful of what we speak in the ears of God. Don't let me read 29. Or 30. Or 31. Or 32. Because all those things there are the things they've been saying. Oh, we wish that we had we had we had we had died. We wish that we were left in Egypt. We wish this. Oh, why why has the Lord brought us here? What what why has God not? Give thanks. Consecrate your tongue and your heart. Tonight I call it to repentance. But we build up on this teaching. Give thanks with a great, that's what I visualize, grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give, uh, you, are, you are waiting for your, your turn to come. Thank you, Lord, because my tongue shall come. Give thanks because he is risen. Jesus Christ, his son. And let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done on the cross. And right now, right now, Mandekita Barabusha. Lega Lega Bawa. I declare that I am strong. I declare my needs are met. Divinely, because of thank you, Father, because of what Yahweh has done in the kingdom and redemption. I give thanks. Give thanks. But thanksgiving is a tool in the spirit for warfare. Thanksgiving is a tool for provision. Though the fig tree may not blossom, so you think. For yet, praise God. 
For who among you being earthly? We have a child that asks for fish, egg, or bread. We give serpent, stone, or scorpion. If ye being evil in your falling state, will 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 they give give? Say how much will the heavenly Father not give you all things, Christ? Say I thank you, Father, tonight for your word. Thank you because I'm in the kingdom. I choose not to see the things happening in the world. For daring is not my faith established. My faith is established in you, in the providence of your son, and the gift of your precious Holy Spirit. I rest. I rest. I rest. For all things are yours, therefore all things are mine. Thank you, Father. For daily and daily, you come through for me. I quit speaking evil. I quit joining the world to speak negative. For this moment, I understand the power of words in spiritual warfare. And I choose to speak the word of righteousness. The word of the Lord. Things are aligning for me. Things aren't going bad for me. Things aren't scattering. Things are coming together. I come to a place of divine rest. The place of divine rest. In the midst of the chaos, I will sleep. And I will rest. For God is my light and my salvation. And all things, and all things, and all things are aligning in accordance with the will of God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. He that will see good life and length of days, let him refrain his tongues from speaking guile and his lips from seeing evil. Amen tonight. Oh, I hope you've been blessed this evening. <laughs> this is a battle in the spirit. And the, and the weapon of victory is so subtle, it's our words. By our words, we set God, we, 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 we make it impossible for God to help us. Say, have you spoken in my ears? So I will do. Why not speak the right words? That the Lord will do it. Say I'm healed. Say I'm blessed. Say I'm prospering. Say I'm obedient. I'm living the life of God, walking in purpose. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not deceived. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not cast aside. I'm found at the center of the will of God. Say thank you, Father, because I'm. I'm complete in every area in Christ Jesus. Because in Christ Jesus, I am complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. I come short in nothing. I come short in nothing. I come short on nothing. I'm full of the grace of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for you have the victory. Always, at all times, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God tonight. 
I trust God that we continue on this trajectory as God helps us in our concentration. We have another point to take, but we'll take it step by step. But I want this, 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 this thought to register in our hearts. And let's begin to walk in obedience to them. Take no thoughts. Be anxious for nothing. For if Satan wants to defeat you, he brings worry to your heart and he compels you to speak that worry and thereby demobilize the spirit of God and his angels and activate demonic spirits to bring those things you are saying to come to pass. So watch your word. There's victory in the word of God. Thank you, Lord, tonight for understanding and divine victory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. See you again on Thursday by the grace of God. Um, as we press on in this in this exposition, in this in this teaching, and in this um, 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 doctrinal um, foundation of our of our Christian experience upon the earth uh, in God's kingdom, the more we hear, the more we grow and, and get established in the things of God. Um, God bless you. We we'll see you again on Thursday. Before then, uh, live a victorious life and, and shine and stand for God and let God's word walk for you. In Christ Jesus, we are victorious. Good night and God bless you. Just name. Amen.